Hey sister, are you sick of feeling like you have to drink to have fun, deal with stress, or be social? Are you hiding the amount that you drink or make excuses why you drink almost every day? Do you wish there was a way to stop over drinking? Or do you want to finally know that if you quit altogether, you could still enjoy your life? I know how it feels to spend so much time thinking about drinking, watching the clock, and negotiating how soon in the evening that we can have that first glass. Imagine if you were free from the bondage of alcohol, you were sleeping better, you had more energy. Imagine if you were a better mom, able to be present and intimate with your loved ones. You wake up more refreshed every day and don't even think about battling with the wine witch ever again. That's why I've created the Stop Drinking Boot Camp. Inside of this boot camp, I'm going to teach you how to create new routines and habits that combat alcohol cravings, rewire your thinking, and remove excuses why you need a drink, learn how to feel emotions in a safe, not-so-scary way instead of numbing out, learn how to communicate boundaries and commitments to the ones you love, how to calm your anxiety without coping with wine, build a why that sticks, find confidence, and trust yourself to stay the course. Listen, for a limited time, you can get into this six-week Stop Drinking Boot Camp for an introductory price. There are only 10 spots available, so if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I know this is my time. I'm so ready. You realize, oh my goodness, Michelle's my person. This is for me. Then do not hesitate to take the next step because today is the day that you're declaring that you're taking back your life. So I need you to email me right now to coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com and say, I am boot camp ready. I will send you the application form and we will get you enrolled. This starts in two weeks. October the 17th. Do not think about this. Do not delay. If this is something that you want to do, reach out to me now. Send me that email for the Stop Drinking Boot Camp, coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com, saying I'm boot camp ready. If you have any questions, add those in there too. Let's do this. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Hey ladies, today I have an awesome conversation with a new friend of mine, Shelby Hosfield. She is the podcast host of Finding Faith Above. And her mission is just to really help you find your true purpose in his great name after leaving religion, which is so awesome because I wanted to have this conversation about religion versus relationship. 
And I just was like, I want to talk to someone about this. And I just felt her in my heart. I feel like the Lord put her on my spirit. So she just really helps pushing past the baggage of religion and this world and discovering how to live out your purpose through God's grace, not works. And she spent many years turning her back on him after leaving the church and realizes that he never gives up on us. So if you are new to the Christian faith or searching for a relationship, this is what her podcast is all about. I definitely suggest you go check it out. I will put her link in the show notes. Enjoy our conversation. All right, so I am here with my friend Shelby today, and we are going to have a just a conversation that I think that many of you will find value in. And it was just one of those God things where, like, I, w- I wanted to talk about religion versus relationship, and we all have very different views. And I just was like, man, I don't want to really do this by myself. I need somebody to kind of have a chat with. And basically, Shelby came to mind. So. Thanks for agreeing to chat with me today. Yes, I love it. I am so excited to be here. This is such a funny coincidence with it all because this has really been on my heart too and something that's come up quite a bit actually lately with talking with different people. It's something that I think is on a lot of people's brains who are moving forward with God. You know, what does it mean to be religious? What does it mean to actually have a relationship with Jesus? So I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's cool because I feel like now more than ever coming out of the pandemic, even to, or wherever you are and wherever you live and what season you're in, I believe we have a new wave of seekers and people looking now because we've had an opportunity to realize some, like what was always there, like we're not promised tomorrow. We don't have control, all these things. So I believe that more and more people are seeking. So my desire is to just really share my experience. Shelby's the same way, sharing her experience. So I'm going to ask you first, because I definitely want to bring up what we kind of chatted about beforehand and kind of your research. But really for you, how do you define religion and how was that such a big part of your life? And then we can kind of just go from there. Religion is, and we had talked about this earlier, but religion is almost kind of a trigger word for me, I would almost say, just because I grew up in such a rigorous religion, and it very much was a religion. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, a Jesus. There really wasn't. <laughs> he, mm. he really was not there quite a bit, um, and having that relationship did not really exist. Uh, so for me, for a long time, religion meant I think the same thing as it does for a lot of people. It means rules, legalistic, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around deciding how we're going to run things. Um, Not necessarily something that's like from your heart and, and moving into more of a relationship now with Christ, I've had to kind of reformat how I think about that word religion Um, because it's just a fascinating word when you actually put it out there. I mean, I think the definition actually of religion is just uh, a belief and worship of a superhuman. Um, I mean, that's all it really is. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, it's not a loaded word in and of itself, but our culture has definitely taken it there. How would you describe it? How would you define it? Yeah. And it's funny because I was just thinking like really the word itself if we're talking even from the like thought perspective, it's fair, it's fairly neutral. What happens is, is when we put our, our like thoughts and our feels all around it. And I think that's what's happened is 
depending on our personal experience or depending on how other people's other people's experiences or how they viewed it, it is kind of weird and it's really kind of neutral. So for me, I do too. I grew up in a, um, a very traditional and somewhat legalistic church as well. And the relationship was actually part of it. So I experienced that at an early age, but I also saw this other side of, like you said, like this, you know, the don't do this, the do do this, the, the guys who were in charge and like even how to dress and how, you know, when we went and how we went. And, and it was just like, especially if you're that little, I feel like I'm a little rebel at heart, you know, like I got to know the whys and like, really? Like, I don't know if I want to do that or not, that that's when it can become a huge issue because it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to follow these rules. So does that mean I just can't be in the club, so to speak? Until I really was able to get, you know, older too and understand like, oh, with the relationship comes grace and it makes me want to choose better choices, not following some list of rules. Absolutely. And the religion that I grew up in growing up is a very strong social aspect of it as well. Um, And there's not a lot of emphasis on the Bible. That's just not where it's at. And so having or growing that relationship with Jesus is not necessarily an option. Uh, It's more of you follow the rules. That's even how you get to heaven. You follow these rules. That's how you do it. And so that in my mind, that is religion. Uh, And I've really had to take a step back though, with growing my relationship with Christ and understanding what religion actually could be. And even what it says it is in the Bible, what does, is the word religion even in the Bible? That is something that I've really had to dive into and look at, which is so cool because Mm. it is in the Bible and it has a positive connotation in the Bible, which is fascinating. Yeah. So I want you to share uh, briefly what you said as far as your research and you kind of put out there in a group and kind of what the response was. And then I want you to share what you found in the Bible. So it's so cool. So I have been, I had it on my heart to really put out uh, some sort of a cool Bible study. And I've been working with a lot of different women and, um, you know, growing their relationship with Christ. So I have a little group on Facebook that I talk to and I ask questions with and and they kind of comment on and um, a great Christian woman runs it. She is very knowledgeable and very much understands the Bible. Um, but she can't, she grew up like me. So she grew up in a very serious religion and, uh, and we've both moved on past that. And so it's great to, to get their responses. And so I put out there, you know, I, I'm, wanting to do something that kind of is for people who have left religion, they're wanting to grow their relationship with Christ. Here is some different options for a possible Bible study that I'd like to do in December. And um, she came back and said, you can't use religion. You can't use that word negatively like that, that you left religion. And I was like, I can't, why not? And she said, well, because it's biblical. It's it, religion's not a bad thing. And I was like, okay, I did do some research into this because I never even thought, like I really did not think of it like that. I thought everybody thought the same way I did, that we don't want religion, we want a relationship with Jesus. So um, so I reformatted it and put it out there, but one of my uh, topics was still a relationship versus religion. And overwhelmingly, everybody in this group, that is what they wanted to hear about. 
that's what they wanted to talk about. And so I was like, okay, so now that she said all this though, now I really do need to do some research. I need to figure out what is going on here. So it was just so funny because that's right when you called me and said, Hey, do you want to come talk about relationship versus religion? I'm like, yes, I'm already talking about it. This is amazing. So one of the things that I found um, was very fascinating is Jesus doesn't actually ever use the word religion. He never says that. Um, but he does say, you know, that he didn't come to abolish the law, that he came to fulfill it. And so our understanding law and the fact that he was a deeply, deeply religious person on this earth is, is an interesting thing there to kind of see how that all works through it. Um, but where it does talk about religion in the Bible in a positive way is in James. This is chapter one, and this is verse 27. It says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So that is what the Bible defines as religion which is not a bad thing. That's kind of what Jesus came and said, that we should, you know, be with the poor, be with the meek, be with the people who need us and, and bring the light. Um, and that's basically what it's saying religion is in mm -hmm. a nutshell. That's awesome. I love that because really it just rolls right into the relationship and the action. You know, I always think about the whole point of when i built and continue to build. That's the cool thing about a relationship is that we continue to get more intimate and learn more. But religion, it's like you learn the rules and then you just act and there's no thinking. There's no, um, you know, creativity or really emotion to that where in a relationship you're growing constantly, you're getting more intimate, you're learning, you're being able to have like conversation and you can feel it. You know, obviously too, we know that once we do, commit our lives to Jesus, he sends the Holy spirit. So we have that to where we can feel and experience the action of the either religion and relationship kind of mushed together. And I love that because that's really where growth comes in. And I wonder, you know, we were both raised very different, but still kind of had the view on it. So I wonder how we can really help women who are listening now of like, what, what do you think is a good way for them to start exploring? Like, what does this even look like? Cause if they, I know that there's probably both, there's probably a lot of my people were, you know, into the routines of church and, you know, there was a lot of good and a lot of not so good, but it was like, eventually they're like, you know what? Like people hurt me or this preacher said this, or, I mean, I have people in my life that were actually traumatically sexually abused by people in the church. Like that is not uncommon. And it's like, well, wait a minute, if that's the case, then why would I even want anything to do with that? And then you have the other side, which like you said, we're like literally all they experienced was this set of rules. And we even kind of talked about that on, on your show was like, and then once they finally broke away, it was like, woohoo, I'm crazy now. I'm just going to do whatever because I don't have these rules anymore. Like how would someone even, if they're just interested in where do they start, what would you say? I think a big part of it is, is separating church, a relationship with Jesus and religion. Those, I, I think those are three different things really. Um, but they all work together. So our religion is that we are Christians. 
And that as defined by the Bible is not a bad thing. That's a good thing um, that we're moving forward with trying to bring goodness in this world as Jesus told us to do, to love each other, to love God and to love each other. That's what he told us that we needed to do, the two greatest commandments. Um, So moving forward with that and understanding that that is our religion and that is separate from kind of everything else. That's what, that's kind of our goal and what we're moving for. Um, And then with that and understanding that that is our goal, then we continue every day to find out more about what Jesus did command us to do and, and the actions that he did and how can we emulate that and how can we bring that. And that is where the relationship comes from. That is where you build the relationship is, is understanding who he was and who he is for us and getting close to him and and reading his word and understanding, uh, you know, his, his purpose for us in this world Mm -hmm. and then using that in our church setting. So not necessarily saying the church dictates all of this. The church doesn't dictate all of that, but using our religion, our relationship with Jesus in our church, which is our community, which is, you know, coming together as people to worship and to bring um, all of our uh, talents and our purpose together into a place where we can live for God. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love it because it sometimes is the other way around. People get wrapped up into like, okay, well, I'm going to church and then they get burnt out too. There's the whole over volunteering and the overdoing and then all these things that they think that they were supposed to do. And sometimes that really takes away from the relationship because you don't have time. You're like, well, I'm doing all these things. Why is this happening? Or why is my life not really going like I should? And then they get burnt out and leave. I've seen that Mm -hmm. so many times. So I'm curious though, I want us to talk a little bit um, about why, why would anybody even want to do this? Like, why would anybody just even want a relationship? It's hard to explain, I think, to someone who has never felt the peace of Jesus. And I can honestly say in the religion that I grew up with, that is why people leave is because that peace of Jesus isn't there. Um, and that's, that's a church religion. I, I don't know what you would call that exactly, but it's understanding that peace of Jesus and what that can bring to your heart, to your life, to everything and, you know, I mean, the, everybody's faith journey is a winding road and how you get there is different for every person. And so it's not like you can say, this is how you get faith. Um, but when you find it, when you feel it in your heart, it changes everything about the way that you live your life. And it comes from such a peaceful place, not from a self-acknowledgement place or a self-achievement place. It comes from this peace and understanding and everything else just kind of works out. I, I can't explain that. I mean, how would, mm-hmm. what would you say? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, so my natural tendency um, in a couple, just the way I'm wired, my personality type, everything, I, I struggle with control. And I know I'm not the only one out there. (laughs) And so for me, it is a, it's like this freedom that I can't describe either in a way that like, I don't have to control anymore. And I still, even yesterday I was in my quiet time 
and some things have been coming up in my life that I've been struggling with just my inner, inner battle and inner struggle. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why do I feel this resistance? And I just felt this in my spirit was like, well, you're hanging on to it again. Like, and this is exactly my journey with removing alcohol was coming to a place where I not only surrender, but surrender where it feels like not that I'm powerless or that I'm necessarily weak because in my, in my surrender, I actually get strength. And he says that when you are weak, you know, he is strong in you. And so it was for me just understanding that if I didn't have that, like I would just feel so overwhelmed. I would feel just stressed and heavy and not have this like trust and foundation. Cause even in my faith and in my relationship, I tend to pick things up and go, okay, God, I'll handle this. And you handle this, you know, not really like consciously saying that, but I find myself controlling and doing, and he's just over there. Like, you know, girl, I feel like sometimes he's just like kind of giggles. Like, you know, I got this, like, why are you trying to pick it up again? But that's the thing is that's the cool thing too, is that it's up to us. There is no rules or legalistic law. That's the whole point is like, we get to choose how we let him be in our life. You know, are we going to just tiptoe? Are we going to give him all of it? And I can say with my experience at 46 years old and becoming a Christian early, it has been this very much winding road. There has been really seasons of major struggle and major uh, doubt and frustration. And then there's been very big highs of joy and abundance and, all the things. And the cool thing is, is that he remains the same and he never left. It was all about me and my choices. So I think that's the thing is like, if someone's just curious, I mean, my whole thing. So what, what's it going to hurt to just see? And, you know, I always just taste and see. And I know we have some of our weird words when we're have the relationship, like, what does that even mean? It's like, I don't know. Have you ever like seen something go, wow, that, you know, I don't know if I like that or not. Like, I don't know. I just saw this beautiful like display of dessert and you're like, well, you got to taste to see if you like it. You know, when you truly taste what it's like to have this relationship, you're like, oh my goodness, I never really realized what I was missing until you have it. And I think it's important to know too, that we're not necessarily the one that extends the hand of the relationship. God's already there. Mm. He's already presented it. He's patiently waiting for us. And when we are ready to move forward and understand surrender and understand his grace, then we can jump in and actually understand also the relationship that he's already set up for us and to know that we can move forward in that. I I think that the big thing for me um, after leaving the church that I was in, I went many, many years of kind of trying a lot of different things on, um, and really wanting faith. I wanted it. I would see people who had faith and I was almost jealous of them because I didn't understand how do you get this thing? (laughs) How do you just have this? And I don't have this. And, and so it was, but I was going at it from the wrong way. Very much like what you were saying about, uh, kind of more, from a selfish perspective or self-serving or trying to be the controlling one, you know, trying to, trying to get it my, all myself. And so I was trying to get faith and it doesn't work that way. It, 
it actually comes to you when you realize you can't do it all on your own. You are not enough all by yourself. You think you are, you can do all of this. You can manhandle life and you can structure everything and you can listen to all the different laws and structures and everything. And, and that's where the whole idea of religion comes in. We're going to just, you know, take it by the reins and we're going to do it. And when you realize that when you set that all down, when you put it down and say, you know what, I can't do it all on my own. I do need you, God. Then all of a sudden the most amazing thing happens and it's like, bam, he's there. And then your faith is there. And then that relationship is there. And of course, then you have to build it and understand who he is because he's just been waiting <laughs> for right. you to learn who he is. But that's where that really comes in. So, and it's hard to explain how to do that to somebody, how to just say, okay, lay it all down. Um, yeah. But when you do, amazing things happen. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, I believe and... Um, it clearly says it in the Bible, but like he knit each of us together. He created us. So there's already this, this knowing that we, but we have to tap into it, you know, and it's, it really, I truly believe that it's the whole, like, that is the missing piece when you're seeking and you're, you're looking and you're like, ah, oh, you know, like you said, I want that. What is that? Or, you know, if you're going to drugs or alcohol or you're, you know, typically we reach for things because of a lack of or an emptiness and he is the only piece that fills that properly. And like you said, it's just one of those things like we can only share our personal experience. You'll have your own, you know, the listeners, they'll have their own. And the great thing is, is that it's always available and even for me, I do want to highlight this one point because I have had conversations and there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of knowledge, like you said, even too, like the knowledge is there, even if they did focus on the Bible, like I know many people, I can guess there's probably people right now, even in my church, as well as our preacher is just, oh, he's amazing. He can deliver the word of God in such a beautiful way for everyone to understand and there's still people there that I guarantee you, they know that they show up every week. They probably volunteer. They, they might even like read their Bible. They might even can point probably even to more like targeted scriptures other than myself. Like I can tell you like what's hidden in my heart and what I can talk about, but I couldn't say like exactly where it came from, you know, like which chapter and which verse, but they still don't have a relationship because they haven't taken the next step. And I think that's what the enemy loves to do is like, Oh, you're good. You know, the Bible, you know, all the things it's cool. But until you really step into just really that form of, you know, the gospel in itself is just really saying, I confess that I am a sinner and that Jesus is God's son. He came to save me. He died on the cross. He rose again. He is in heaven and I'm giving my life to him. And then as soon as you do, the Holy spirit enters and you will feel it. And then you begin to build from there. So it's really a simple process. And yet so many people miss that piece because they don't understand, like, what is the step I need to take? And then what could happen is like, okay, I did all this and I really felt this something. Now what? That's when you need support. That's when you need to find a group, a small group or a group of, you know, a, a certain church. You got, you got to, you got to test it out. 
because it's just like other things you do. Sometimes you may go to a couple and it might not be a good fit and that's okay. You got to keep looking. And obviously too, if you're listening here, you can reach out to Shelby or myself because we love to talk about this. So mm -hmm. overall, like for you, from your perspective, as we finish up, like how has shifting from how you grew up to a true relationship, what are like the top few things that has absolutely changed you and helped you in your life? Well, like I said, when I very first left the church, I went for a long time looking and I knew that there was a God and I knew that there was a higher power and I, but I didn't know what that looked like and I didn't know where to go from there. Um, and it really took, it took going through some hard times and, uh, some different things that happened with my family that really made it like, you know, hit it home that like I needed God. And so one of the biggest things I would say is don't fall into the pattern of just going through the motions, even if you are already going to a church and in, in a faith, um, actually get on your knees and have a good prayer talk with God. I think that is the thing that for me, you know, it was two 30 in the morning and I was just bearing my soul to God and literally said, I can't do this alone. I need you. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know where to go from here. I need your help. And, and I, I swear he answered me and he said, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be okay. And everything changed from there. And, and from there, really looking at, is this what God wants for my life? And so that would be one of the biggest things that I would say to anybody is talk to him because it, you know, he does, he does listen. <laughs> so talk to him. Um, and then also understand that uh, everything that we do in our life, question it, you know, is this for myself and, and moving forward with myself? And am, am I trying to manhandle this situation? Or am I allowing God's grace to work within my life here and in his purpose? And if you're able to say, you know, this is going to help other people to know God and to make him known, then move forward with it. Um, and if not, then, you know, question that. Is this the right choice for, for my life and for moving forward? Is this going to get me into a better relationship with God? Which that's, that's the whole purpose of us being here, really. You know, I mean, and mm -hmm. it, that peace in your heart is so huge. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I was going to say that's what I hear from you is just this peace that you didn't have before. Absolutely. And when we truly breathe in what that peace feels like, it's just, it is unexplainable. And it's like those, you know, the stories that you hear of people that have had tragedies in their life and you just can't imagine what they're dealing with. And they're just, and they'll say, you know, I just felt this peace that I didn't understand as I was walking through it. Not that the pain wasn't there, not that grief and sorrow. I mean, it's clear that's real. And you can have the peace to know that he's with you and that others are lifting you up. So it's just something that, man, I'm just so grateful for. And just even have this conversation, like I can feel like this fullness in my chest of just the joy of being able to talk about it and to share it with other people. So before we go, I do want you to, it sounds like you're going to be doing a Bible study soon and things are happening. And I know you have an amazing podcast that talks a lot about your story and your mission. So will you just kind of share before we go where the listeners can find you? 
Yes, absolutely. So Finding Faith Above is my podcast, but uh, the best place to really find out everything that we're doing is going to be at findingfaithabove.com. And on there, we are going to be doing a Bible study starting in December around this. So if you liked this talk, uh, you know, that's what we're going to be doing starting in December is we're going to be talking a lot more about relationship versus religion. Uh, it's just kind of a crazy coincidence that this all worked out like this because I guess that's the way God works sometimes, but I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to talk to everyone a little bit more about it. Very cool. Thank you. And there's a couple things I call that I either call them like to me, that's a divine appointment. You know, I believe that that's real. Like it was designed for us to have this conversation. And then it was funny because my, um, my newly, my, one of my clients who is a new believer, she was talking about like, well, this happened and this happened. I don't know if that's coincidence. And I said, you know, I had a lady in my life one time that called him God winks when you see things that tie together. And she's like, I love that. I'm going to take, I'm going to use that. It's a God wink. So I thought that was cute and I wanted to share that too. So thanks again for this conversation. Um, it's such a blessing for, um, to be able to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often I will read reviews and give shout outs to dig deeper. Join us at set free sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.